This is the Chillinoy Podcast. I think you're a nice, modern gentleman. Don't lie to me, boy. I'm not lying. I know what you're thinking. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaly manfish. You don't know me. You don't know what I got. This episode was recorded on August 16th around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I am Justine from Canna Queens. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm Cole Preston from the Chillinoy podcast, and I don't know how to use a mute button. Um, <laughs> so we've got a pretty exciting uh, show today. We wanted to return to some conversations that, that I feel we didn't really flesh out in the past. Um, and it in, it was a conversation involving uh, the MyCanaCast. So if you'll recall, it's a podcast out of Michigan, um, and they go over, they have a focus on the Michigan cannabis market, um, and they've got a pretty pretty awesome show. Um, recently, I saw that you guys had The Kitchen Couch on, which actually, that, that show, it, it's a Canadian cooking show, a cannabis cooking show, rather, uh, I think. Yep. They recently reached out to us. So, But anyways, without further ado, welcome back to the podcast, uh, Canna Dave and Groovy Music. Thanks for hey, having me. Thank you for having us back on. Yeah, and uh, just really quick, you everybody, you know, if you're looking to listen to the Michigan, uh, the My Canna Cast, uh, to to hear about the Michigan cannabis market, it's available on all streaming uh, platforms. And I want to remind you, Illinois medical cannabis patients, that Michigan has reciprocity, uh, which means that you can go and shop at their medical cannabis dispensaries yep. using your medical cannabis card uh, from Illinois. So. Yep. Actually, yeah. I can accept most out of state. I believe yeah, it's a lot out of state. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. See, yeah. I wish we had reciprocity. So that's that's a very right off the bat. That's one huge difference between Illinois and Michigan. We do not accept out of state uh, medical cards. But I will really? say that places like uh, there's a place near um, Missouri. I believe it's a Collinsville, um, uh, Illinois State Provisions Center. Uh, they will, so there's like medical Mondays. It's a thing that some, uh, dispensaries started doing. Um, I believe it was before the pandemic, but I think especially now, you know, after the pandemic, some places are doing like, you know, a medical first hour or whatever. But one of the things that these stores were doing, they weren't honoring your medical card. Um, if you're an out-of-stater, but they would allow you to shop during those time periods if you had a medical card. So in other words, you wouldn't get that tax, uh, you wouldn't hit that medical tax rate in Illinois, but you would be allowed to shop during those hours, which I found interesting. So, um, no, no way. Yeah. <laughs> a little lame that we don't uh, honor reciprocity, honestly, but there's other, you know, Colorado doesn't do it either. No, I mean, um, California doesn't either. Because when I went yeah. to California, I had to buy REC, which was, I, I can't remember exactly right now, but it was like, I think like 10 or 11, 11% more tax. You so know, the interesting bummer, thing about, what are you gonna do? about California, I might be wrong. Um, actually, well, you know, we've got the power of Google right here. Um, I believe you can be, you don't even have to have, so yes, they don't honor reciprocity. In other words, you can't bring your card and shop there. But I believe you do not have to live in the state of California in order to get a California medical card. Which is currently, in other words, you don't exactly. have to have. Oh, you just kind of so like I gotta, get a Cali like, one from free. Michigan. <laughs> just, well, say you well, travel there a lot, maybe on work, or did you have to own a home there? 
Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but what I can say is that, uh, you know, other states, it's it's not uncommon to have like a visitor's medical card, for example. So Arkansas, um, Hawaii, if you file ahead of time, they, yes, they have reciprocity, but you have to get their card. Um, and so there's like a small fee, but you get like a visitor's card and you can go and shop um, in like Arkansas or Hawaii. I know those are two states, but let me see. Uh, California medical card. Do you have to be a resident? Um, one of the questions, though, while I'm looking this up that Justine and I had um, were, you know, we, we talked last time that Michigan, just as an adult, you can grow, what is it, 12 plants? Yep. Yeah, yeah 12 root. So 12 yeah. root. So well, yeah. that includes, like, even, like, you know, the little uh, ones that just popped all the way up until the ones that are about to come down. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, your gotcha. seedlings, your clones, all that counts. And that's uh, if you have your med card, you can grow 12 for yourself and then anyone 21 and up. But it's only per household. So two people can't grow 21 and up in the same household. So you only have 12 plants, I think it's per household. Yeah. So um, I just, just a quick, we, he- we heard back from the people at Google and they say that you do not need to be a resident of California, but having a California address definitely helps. In other words, there's nothing in the law that requires you to be a California resident or have a California ID to obtain a California medical cannabis recommendation. However, you must physically be in California at the time of your consultation or in order to qualify. Yeah, so basically if I had like family down in Cali and I was visiting yeah. for a while, I could go get my temporary my med card there and now I have a Cali, yeah. Cali card. And say I'm visiting yeah. grandma and grandpa, I can go get stoned there or get my card, get my discount. <laughs> see, that's reasonable. That's yeah. I feel like, you know, other state, you know, oh, especially yeah. You know, I mean that saves a lot. That saves a lot. All states yeah. should just be able to take medical cards out of state. What is it in Nevada or Arizona? They uh, accept out of state uh, med cards. I think yeah, Vegas, you can go there out of state. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think it's Arizona because I'm pretty sure when I called in Phoenix, you couldn't. Yeah, but I don't know about Arizona, but I know Vegas. You can. Vegas, so yeah, Vegas, I know for sure, but I, I don't. I think I looked it up. I remember calling in the, uh, certain places. The ones near me said no. So I kind of just assumed it was like that everywhere. If it's wrong, if I'm, if I'm wrong, you know, I'd love to be wrong because next time I'm in Phoenix, I'd go. But I went to Phoenix twice last year and I couldn't get anything. I had to kind of like, you know, I have a friend out there that hooked me up. So. Gotcha. I'm just sparking up a joint of some homegrown cannabis. Dave, how are your plants doing? They're doing pretty good. I'm actually smoking some Sunset Sherbet as we speak. <laughs> Cool. I'm actually All smoking around. some uh, Sunshine Number no. Four. This isn't Dave's, but I, actually, <laughs> I am actually staring at um, some homegrown Maca Mulata, which is Dave's. Yeah, that, and that's what? an exotic genetic genetic. No, no, no. That's actually Fresh Coast seeds. Oh, Fresh Coast seeds. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I run a lot of exotic genetics. I'm uh... exotic is Rainbow Chip. That's that fire. Have you guys ever, right, you, uh, right. Justine Cole? You guys ever heard of? Uh, you ever heard of? Um, uh, rain, uh, rainbow chip justine have you heard of that i've heard of it but i have never come across any of it well i'm blanking on the cross hold on one second i can look it up but from so, my memory it's mint chocolate chip crossed yeah. with uh is it sherbet i don't know it's the other one i couldn't remember that's the other one i couldn't remember hold on that's oh, that's one of the ones i yeah, well, but I, yeah amazing genetics they t- taste so yeah. good it is, so it, is. Oh, it is. It's sunset. It is sunset. 
And that yeah. sunset sherbet you have is, to me, I love that. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. we've had some uh, sunset sherbet in dabs before, and it went pretty quickly. We liked that one. Yeah, so that's crossed basically with like a mint chocolate chip, which is, to me, kind of reminds me of like a sweeter cookie. So it's like a, it gives you that sweet but like skunky taste. And sometimes, you know, when you cross those two opposite genetics, just that they're opposite tastes that just happen to like cross well. Oh, I love it. It's so unique. Yeah, that, absolutely. That rainbow chip's good. Check out Exotic Genetics, and they have he had, he he comes across good genetics. He just released uh, his new Red Pop lineup, which is Red Pop crossed with um, I don't know the exact cross of Red Pop, but. It's Red Pop Cross with all of his like good other strains. So he just released Red Pop Cross with Runts. He just had a whole Runts genetic lines that he released. I was fortunate to get a couple of those, which I'm excited about. Um, but that won't be here until almost like end of year. So it's Strawberry Cross with Cookies and Chem is Red Thank Pops uh, as number you. one. Now, are, are the, is this a geneticist out of Michigan? Is that no? I think he's out in Colorado. I've just Rainbow Chip won the cannabis cup here in michigan the medical cup what was it like two years in a row or something or a year placed first and then second or something somebody grew the rainbow chip and i was always infatuated then we took a trip out to uh jackson seed cellar in jackson michigan and they have a bunch of seeds there They're like a whole seed bank and you walk in you look at the seeds that you want to get and we ended up choosing the rainbow chip and went with that. It was a good choice, but you know, there's so many, so many seeds to choose from. So when you go, you're hope, hoping you pick and you hit, you hit one with the lottery, you know, like what genetics are you running currently? Or you have well, going? we've got, uh, we're, well, we just harvested. I'm actually, uh, right before I got, um, I'm on a temporary release from, uh, I'm doing time in the County pen, uh, trim jail as i call it we're in the middle of uh sorry we're in the stupid joke we're in the middle of harvesting our two plants which are master kush uh we got it from nirvana seeds um okay so okay not too sure who we're gonna go with next uh but basically we have a array of seeds uh from a new uh seed bank that i tried just because they accepted venmo and i thought that was super convenient um that's awesome one love genetics it's some per, some group that i heard of from uh the illinois medical cannabis community and uh i like them because you know i've not grown any of their their genetics yet so that's remained to be seen but they ship the seeds pretty goddamn quick so that's pretty awesome ha, you know speaking of geneticists have you guys heard of i'm probably going to butcher his name but mephisto or mephisto or night owl um, a person that makes auto flower plants, mm-hmm. super popular in Illinois. No, you haven't. No, I'm no. familiar. I'm gotcha. not. I'm not super familiar with auto flowering in general. Like, isn't that the 90 day type of star? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like the yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> yep. 90 day. It's like zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I've heard missed things. I've, I've never. I mean, I've had it once or twice. I don't really know if I've actually had auto. You know, too much. Sure. Maybe I have. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've actually okay. we we just got some to try it out. Uh, like Dave said, it's ruderalis, so yeah, quick flowering yeah. time, and um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't know that I'm a huge fan of it because I like, and I'm sure Dave would agree, the control that comes with a photo period plant. Yes, um, yeah, definitely. you know, 
But yeah, that's always interesting to me because that's like that third strain of cannabis that not everyone everyone talks about, you know, because everyone's yeah. like indica sativa, indica sativa, and it's like, yeah, but you realize those are just like strains of cannabis, <laughs> you know. Some everyone always just associates those with up and down, but it's okay, you know. We're everyone's learning, you know. We're all learning, you know. But yeah, root of uh, I can never even say it, but the other one, the third one, we just keep saying. I know it's a third strain, <laughs> but it's, it's so talk- unique, you know? Have we ever talked about what I think about like indica sativa and all that stuff? Um, I'm sure it's not out of the wheelhouse, but Justine, pop quiz. What do I think about? Um, kind of like what Groovy said, where they're not really real things. They don't really describe the effects. They're just, uh, what do you say? Phenotypes. They just describe there's the strain. There's types of cannabis that, and I think that's really it that now I think what it comes down to is it's, a mix of like your personality. So, I mean, like, you know, kind of how you are and what you smoke affects you a certain way. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense, so it's very mm-hmm. uh, circumstantial. You know, I, I if you're a high team, the terps now instead of the indica yeah. sativa. Yeah. yeah, Justine, you got close enough that I'm rolling you a fucking joint right now. So hell yeah, um, hell uh, yeah. But <laughs> so <laughs> what I what I so it's not, it's not the phenotypes. It's so cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, cannabis ruderalis. That's all binomial nomenclature. That's uh, species genus species sorry that's the order so cannabis is the genus the species is indica or sativa and in the past it's those names came from the i mean just by the fact that they were in different locations and had different adaptations so you know indica grew in high altitude didn't need a lot of oxygen um i think it you know could it could have been like colder um maybe it was hotter i might have that wrong um, and then sativa is kind of like the other, it, I believe it was even, it even originated in America. So it, you know, low altitude, um, I guess the point though, I'm totally, I've got a note on this cause it's a rant that I've had in the past. The point though, is that those terms like traditionally have not been used to describe like physiological effects. They're just, it's just like a, like it's the like literally the fan plant. leaf and like, like yeah i remember when yeah. i was first <clears throat> thought hearing about and looking into it really you know because like i you know i always kind of fell into the culture and thought it was up and down you know just like you know a lot of people do well that's what you're portrayed but you, that's, yeah exactly as you think what do you and, prefer you know, indica sativa indica sativa they have teams indica sativa <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, it's always like a team A or team B, and it's like really not like that. It really depends on your personality and then like really how that strain affects you. Yeah, and Cole, you said you said the Indicas were the colder climate, correct? I might have it backwards. No, yeah, it's something it's think, something to the equator. I, I remember is, when I was looking uh, into it, it has something to do with the equator and altitude. Indicas are growing closer to uh, the equator in the warmer yeah. climates, and that's why the sativas tend to... Uh, take longer times to grow in natural yep. climates and they grow longer and have longer families, but they're more thinner compared to your uh, indica plants that grow in nature more on the smaller compact uh, fat fan leaves, but you have a more s- smaller compact bush and they grow in more of a shorter, shorter time period, but also uh, they can grow in a colder climate. Right. You know, I actually like the the description, the descriptors. I mean, Justine, would you agree that it's easier to describe things that way? Like, generally speaking, when you have a product, and I'm asking Justine because she's a former bun- bud tender, it's easier to describe to a consumer like, you know, it's this, this, or this. Where whereas you know, it could be 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot more simple if you just break it down to that. And, um, I know our patients really like lived by that and it, in order to explain that it means nothing, it's just going to take a, a lot of your time up. So really what I would do is I would assess if they come in and they're asking me specifically for an indica, then I would ask them, you know, kind of what they're, what they're expecting to feel and um, what they're trying to treat. And a lot of times it would, I would end up steering them towards something else. Since really, yeah. You know, and I actually, hurts. so I found my note on this guys. So, mm-hmm. Um, basically it's, it's a couple thoughts that I put onto our community where I was asking, you know, like, why is cannabis separated into indica sativa or hybrid? And as I, so basically, as I understand it, the, the term sativa and indica cannot be used as a reliable indicator of a physiological response in the past. They were used as a classification and, uh, were colloquial colloquially used to describe morphological characteristics and physical ap- adaptations of the cannabis plant. Like you were saying, Groovy, you know, broad weaves, broad leaves versus narrow leaves. Um, like you were talking about Dave adaptations to, to survive in high humidity, out, you know, differences in altitude, etc. And, but I guess my point was from what I could tell the terms. So like Linnaeus, for example, was breeding cannabis and, you know, most people talk about him doing stuff with beans, but he was messing around with cannabis as well. And, um, you know, historically, I guess they've not been used to describe like the physical or physiological effects of how cannabis affects you. It's always been to describe the differences in the plant, you know, and another thought, though, is like we call cannabis strains. When, in fact, I'd argue they should be called a cultivar variety, depending on whether the plant is uh, true to seed and has distinguishing characteristics, one or more distinguishing characteristics. So the reason I say that, though, is (laughs) a little bit of a rant here, but the word strain, as we're finding out, you know, with COVID-19, it's a word that's borrowed from microbiology and is mainly used to describe a genetic variant or subtype of bacteria, fungus or virus. In other words, it's generally not used in like agriculture. It's just you know that's not a word that you use to describe any sort of plant. Um, in short, and I know you guys would agree on this one. I believe that we should begin to standardize cannabis medicine by looking at each individual plant's chemical profiles and grouping them according to terpenes, flavonoids, cannabinoids, and any other distinguishing distinguishing feature. And there's this company that like started doing this in the Netherlands, and I guess it like. Maybe they were, I, I can't remember exactly how it came about, but if you want to learn like where I'm getting most of this information, it's on an episode of uh, Explained on Netflix. It's an episode all about cannabis. And basically they describe that, What's up? you know, they went into to the Netherlands and they got Girl oh, Scout cookies and them. like, let's say Kush or something. Oh. I don't know, from different dispensaries. Oh, you guys there? Yeah, 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 no, we yeah, lost yeah, you for a second. Sorry, you kind of gapped out there for a second. You know, was, uh, we lost you. Oh, no no problem. I'll kind of recount. Was I talking about, you know, they went to Netherlands? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, where you kind of left there. off. And you just, cool. yeah. Uh, yeah, so they went to Netherlands, got some notable strains from, from a bunch of different dispensaries. And you'd think, right, you test them, they'd be consistent. Girl Scout cookies is Girl Scout cookies and et cetera, et cetera. But they were getting results all over the radar. And so there's this company that started called Bedrocan. If you guys search them up, they offer five medicinal cannabis varieties. They don't call them strains. 
Um, and they all, they all have their own unique, fully standardized genetic composition that is and remains the same from what they say uh, for every batch year in and year out. And to just cap off my rant, I think that a, reprodu- a reproducible chemical profile should enable doctors to actually monitor dosage and the effect on a disorder in the same way as they do with like other standardized. Well, you know, I really like that, like look at it because you're, you're, because then it is, because like I've always looked at the difference between phenotypes as, as of like, okay, what we would call strains before calm varieties, you know, I like that. Yeah. Um, but the idea for me was even the difference between phenotypes. Cause like me and Dave would always bring up me and candidate would always bring up the fact that, you know, we have, you'd have a cookie, then you'd have another cookie. It was a different flavor. Like, I mean, yeah. Candidate Dave is literally, we've done this experiment with different phenotypes. <laughs> I, I literally staring at, well, I don't have it. It's actually downstairs, but <laughs> I know for a fact, I have two different phenotypes of rainbow chip that tastes very different. So yep. it's, there will be runs as well, you know, Right. You know, there that's always existed to in my understanding, and I think it's fascinating to look at it as an entire chemical, you know, the entire structure, you know, because you'd like yeah. to see everything tested, especially now that we're moving to legal markets and everything. Like that's totally reasonable because every the test should be done already. It's just adding tests. So I yeah. don't see the why phenotypes are the phenotypes are truly fascinating to me. Justine was actually the first person that taught me about phenotypes, like exactly what they were. And, uh, yeah, cause I always like to be specific on that. Like that's where you get the number four, the number three, right. the, girl, the number okay. four, the four, the, you know, the I love, I mean, yeah, whatever it may be. So there's a million of those, like, uh, you know, so it's, it's fascinating. Cause it's like when they went, cause like when they get it right, they're like, you know, let's make sure it's this one, you know, you know, uh, Canada Dave even knows he's probably going to kill number two eventually. Cause I think number one is. We've discussed it back and forth, even though I do love phenotype number two. Number one is probably more true to the rainbow chip genetic flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's probably going to keep because like you said, then, then the consumer knows what they're getting. Right. So, I mean, is it more, is it true to the structure? Hopefully, but you know, we're basing it off flavor and descriptions of other people in our own experience. So it's kind of like, you know, as you, you know, you'll grow too, you'll start, I'm sure you'll have different ones and you'll have two different phenos and you'll be like, Hmm, you know, it's very yeah. fascinating. Oh <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look at number, well, you said gelato 33. Yeah. So it can go up there for a while. It just depends on your capacity of being able to grow. So it's like, as people grow, as growers grow, huh? Dun, 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 um they they learn to grow oh jesus i'm done i'm done i'm done done. hey groovy well you know what i was gonna i'm gonna bring justine into a conversation because we're about we're thinking about going into michigan but really quick didn't you have a new product uh or project just like come out or something I, i feel like i saw it last week on the wake and bake uh no, it's actually not quite out yet. I think you're referring to the Jazz Lo-Fi EP. Yes, yeah. No, we're, okay, we're cool. we just finished writing it. I was really excited because I've never actually done a project like that, so I might have jumped the gun on talking about it. But like, I have been writing like uh bass music, like just influenced by my funk and jazz and blues background. But it, this is really legitimately. I just kind of uh, dropped a bunch of sax lines, and it's been kind of nice. I've been playing um. I've done some other tracks that are like a little bit behind the scenes because I don't know when they're going to be released. So I'm not talking about them, but uh, sure. this is nice because we're really excited to release this project. It's something I've never really uh, done before. 
Yeah, I mean, just I, personally, so it's fun. That's awesome. So where can our uh, users like or listeners find your content? So mostly Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. I mean, I think Amazon Music. Um, I think most streaming platforms because the way I distribute personally and the, the the independent labels I've gone through so far, that's where I'm at my primarily. Not on Beatport yet. I do plan to get some of my newer stuff over at Beatport. But like in the beginning, it was a lot of growing process. But Groovy, uh, two E's, no Y, Groovy. Uh, Groovy Music is my socials. But Groovy is usually where you find me on the Spotify's. Uh, you just got to look for the artists, you know, because I wouldn't say I have a lot of followers yet. But if you want to check out my music, that's where I'm at. Perfect. Um, so thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. And honestly, I'm really no, excited. Uh, me and Logan Law, uh, he makes good lo-fi music. And like I said, a little outside of my shell. And I've been trying to, like, do music that's, you know, not I'm, you know, not being so focused on what the what I want my brand to be and just making the music and then going from there, letting the brand find itself. That's where yeah. I'm at. Well, cool. Yeah, we try to bring things up like that because, uh, you know, we try to mix cannabis with music, comedy, and 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 just like the lifestyle. You know, we want this podcast to be about like news, but we also <clears throat> want people to find new content and art. You know, that they can digest. And Absolutely. speaking of that, mm-hmm. speaking speaking of that, Justine, who did we just let's plug a few of the podcasts because we've been on a fucking marathon lately. This joint that I'm rolling up, Justine, <laughs> dang, dang. you deserve it. Um, who have we had on recently you know speaking of like comedy and stuff oh yeah um we released last night a podcast that we did yesterday with kyle fields and he is hilarious you guys should definitely check him out he's local here to us Um, i did see your instagram post i just saw that (laughs) yeah he's amazing and um he's on a program that they released called from cu comedy tv and his segments, I think they're supposed to be about the weather. Um, but obviously, as you can tell, that's not really the point of the segment. It's usually some horror story about him being left by his wife. or <laughs> like, He's just ridiculous. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, and he started uh, reviewing oh, yeah, cool. Illinois cannabis products recently. So, you know, we wanted to plug that. Very if you go cool. to bit.ly. Oh, so he's a supporter, too. I love it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So if you guys go to bit.ly slash chill Kyle Fields, um, you know, he's chill, right? Chill Kyle Fields. And um, it'll take you right to his YouTube channel and you can see his first uh, review of a medical cannabis product. Product. It's only two minutes long and it's fucking funny. Like not only do you get an, a, a review, but he seems his comedy into it in a way that's he infuses his comedy into it in a way that's truly organic. You like my uh, puns there? Um, so, <laughs> Justine, um, I'm going to put you on the spot and direct the conversation while I hand deliver this hand rolled joint. Speaking of, how about this? You know, hand rolled joints. You guys said that there were joints that were being licked by people in Michigan. Let's talk about nasty products. In the Dave, you want to talk about it for a little bit, because honestly I will rip onto it, but I'm going to let you describe it because <laughs> it is it's just so silly. I don't want to go on my rant of just, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. So Michigan and Bay city, they just had a recall of around 3,200 contaminated joints in which they were saying were licked joints. So somebody was sitting in the facility rolling 32 hand-rolled joints, licking them and packaging them, and then distributing distributing them. They went through, I would say, like it was like eight or eight different cities 
they went to. Yeah, I mean, Multiple. all over south, southern eastern Michigan. Like, and, I mean, and far up is Traverse City. I don't, if you're not familiar yeah. with Michigan, that's yeah, that's way up north too. Yeah, pretty pretty far up there, um, past the thumb, way past the thumb, and it's crazy to see the hand rolled joints because because you have machines that can do. Uh, what is it like a hundred joints in like a couple of minutes? Like, and like, oh, why are we not doing cones? Why are we not doing cones? All right, this right. is my rant, and yeah. I, I will end up taking a dab here in thirty six seconds. But I don't understand why we're, I don't understand why we're not using cones because, like, like, why are you hand rolling any joint? Why? What are you licking? Are you rolling blunts? Like, blunts have. I mean, at least for Michigan, they're out of dispos. So, I mean, I mean, you guys sell blunts pre rolled, like, yeah, because of the tobacco. But they, I mean. Really, and the fact is, like, really, probably random people shouldn't be licking all these joints and stuff. Like, I mean, we have cones. Like, we have the technology. We've done it. Especially during COVID and all the stuff they have going on, too. You just got someone rolling up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Illinois, do they have pre-rolls? Like, when you buy pre-rolls, are they, they, they pre-rolls, cones, right? But they're cones. Yeah, they're I cones. Actually, actually, exactly. Uh, I wanted to say that my best friend that she lives up in Michigan, her wife is a person that rolls hand rolls joints for dispensaries but i don't think that she licks them i haven't been told that i hope not (laughs) (laughs) there there is like there is like glue and stuff that i know you can use to put like glue on the tip and then lick and not lick the joint but then roll the joint up and that shouldn't that that should be fine Shit, even like a damp sponge nearby that you could touch to your finger and touch on that, that everything's sterilized would be better than trying to lick them. Well, I mean, I mean, if you're hand rolling them, to me, like cones would still even hard because you got to scoop it and pack it, twist, scoop, pack, twist, pack. You know, it's still a job, but like, I, I, I don't know. To I, my mind was just blown because. I had to say to Candidate that I think it's been probably like eight to ten years since I bought a a joint that was like a rolled joint. I think, yeah, so. you know, it's been a long time. I just can't recall. Yeah, I think you know the the joints that I used to get, Justine would give me for free because she was flirting with me. You know, she was my butt tender. So <laughs> nice. But they were not yeah. hand rolled. Nice. <laughs> No, they were not hand rolled, but they were nice though. I mean, a free I, I lure a stoner nice in right there. You want a free pre roll? I got I'll you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's crazy though, because like that tainted stuff happens here. Um, there was in Vegas. Uh, we also just talked about um, what was it? Almost Massachusetts. Like, uh, Massachusetts had tainted vapes like. Some place got fined one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for selling tainted vapes. What? And then in Vegas, someone was selling Cherry OG that was uh, tested with mold, yeast, and multiple bacteria. That yeah, we couldn't groovy, say it. Mere groovy, yeah. The wormy. No, we tried. We tried. Tune in. I mean, it's like E N T. I'll pull up the article. It's just like twelve minutes. I don't. I don't even know. E N T E R. O B A C T E R I A C E A E. That's what threw me off at the end. I didn't even know how to say a C E A E, but it's uh, it was pretty much uh, pretty much they kept calling funguses and spores that are really sensitive to those of the lungs. Like it was uh, it was just a common bacteria that can cause infections and even pneumonia. So it's just like you know, people are still getting through somehow. But here's the yeah. thing, though. I think I don't know what you guys like when you go to the store. If you don't have any of your own flour or something to smoke, usually when you go to the store and you pick up 
you, you, the product you usually buy might be gone. I'd say for me in the next couple of days, give or take. Uh, anyone else, maybe a couple of weeks, week or two. But by the time these reports come out, like the product's already inhaled or like ate yeah. in, like it's crazy that the reports get out and the product's already been sold. Like, how, what does well, that do for the consumers? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a case. Uh, I've not shared it just yet. I'm working on the best format of sharing this, but I guess the best way I can do it right now is just to tell you this person's Instagram. It's Chai Patient on Instagram. Uh, she's got, it looks like it's a girl. She's got a post of uh, a couple products from Illinois. Um, where it, you know, on the label it says it's 93% THC. She sent it in, it tested out at 71. Uh, the Dang. other label, it said it, you know, and this is the crazy thing. This one says it's Crunchberry Sugar. It says it's 97% THC. Usually you only see that in diamonds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I was actually just talking about that too with Canada Like, usually terp sugar is not the high, like, you know, for can for dabs at least. It's not super yeah. high. You're talking 60s, it, 70s, sometimes 40s, 50s. Well, like, there you go. It tested 69%. So labeled out at 97%. Tested and actually, that's pretty good sugar because honestly... 70% and plus around there. That's what I aim. Like that's pretty good sugar to me yeah. because I'm like, I still only need like a dab. I'm solid, but like, and I don't really like THC as much because it's the flavor. There's that to me, there's that lack of, terpene. you know, yeah, you get that super stone feeling, but I don't know. I don't necessarily, you know, take huge globs or, you know, giant dabs. I take like, you know, I like to call them flavorful dabs, you know? Yeah. Justine's we, all about that life. We had, yeah, uh, yeah. We had somebody reporting the similar things. Uh, I believe his name was Herb and Legend, like Herb, H-E-R-B and Legend. And we, uh, we in our, one of our older episodes, we had brands that were testing and selling uh, cannabis cups at different events for high price. And their, their THC percentage was like 10%, 12%. And they're advertising for like 100. Yeah. And this was like a year ago. So I don't know if that's, I haven't seen anything recently, but... So, I, I still get kind of sketched out on some of these, man. Like, I mean, so, I mean, I'm hearing about some of these like new strains that are hitting 37% THCAs. And I'm like, you know, of course I want to try them, but like, am I really going to believe it when I see it somewhere? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. We had one that apparently tested at 38%. It was a Brownie scout. It was in high times magazine. Yeah. And, oh, you did uh, try it. Yeah. We actually, we actually tried it. Yeah. Um, Canada. Dave, see, that's one of the strains. I literally told you, man, I said Brownie scout or El Presidente. How was the it? New one. It was, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was, it was just okay. I mean, it honestly kind of gave me a headache. Like it was, Platinum, Oh, it's Platinum girl scout and another G house strain. Oh, they don't tell you. No. Wow. Yeah. So there's okay. So it's two. It's a four cross. It's kosher kush crossed with fish head kush, and then crossed with a platinum Girl Scout crossed with another one. They won't talk about. Wow. Yeah, that's, cool. that's a GTI for you. So we actually yeah. just had GTI. Uh, well, a former employee of GTI. He was working to unionize, and um, well, he's no longer employed there, but he's <laughs> uh, he's you know still Damn. working, um, still you know organizing. And we wish him the best of luck. I wanted to just give him a shout out and that episode a shout out because it's yeah, a really sorry. good episode. He's been through a lot of shit. And I mean, it's, it's basic a bummer stuff. too. It's mm-hmm. basic stuff. They're a me- they were a medical cannabis dispensary and all they were asking for was to keep curbside because all the bud tenders were medical patients and like they're immunocompromised and like, you know, there's a fucking pandemic going on and, <laughs> 
and Illinois, they made it so that you could do curbside pickup. And for the longest time, GTI just refused. And it's a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah, they did other things. Uh, definitely check out that episode if you guys are interested. So no, you guys, so GTI, so, on. so GTI is out of Illinois then? Yeah, GTI uh, is actually a multi-state operator. I believe they're Canadian. They're owned by maybe a Canadian. Co- I think they so they started in uh, Canada as a company called Baywater Uranium, which sounds like a conspiracy involving Hillary Clinton. But <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, uh, so I guess they started as that. That's what uh, Daniel Corral said. Um, on our podcast. So I believe they still are Canadian owned as are some of the dispense, you know, some of the cultivators in Illinois, um, or at least they're like traded on a weird fucking, uh, market like OTC and stuff. Um, but yeah, they're, so they're, they're, they're based out of a few, they're in a few States, they're a multi-state operator. And, uh, I mean, what Daniel was talking about is basically what they they do is they set up limited markets, um, which if you think about it, like Illinois is a prime example of that. We've got 20 cultivators and like 60 ish stores. That's that's a limited market for you. Yeah, it's not actually that big. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. And I mean, well, and we have a bigger market if if when all is said and done, we're going to have a bigger market than, than Colorado. Well, no, your market, like I think your consumer market is huge. I just don't think you're there with numbers as far as like, you can't like having the, uh, the plants and the enough the supply. I mean, Michigan sure. ran out no. multiple times. Yeah. Michigan's ran out multiple times. Like, I mean, at the beginning they were having issues. I mean, cause they were relying on, like, I mean, we relied on the, the, um, caregivers, the, the right? caregivers forever. Yeah. Dave, Dave was busy. usually, yeah. Well, Dave, <laughs> Dave just knows. Dave fought for those, you know, knows those more than me. But I mean, they really, you know, it's just, it's just different for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I want to. Uh, no, so hold on. Wanna, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I just want to say, shout out because you brought up uh, Canada and you brought it up at the beginning of the episode, the kitchen couch. We just released that yes. episode yeah. and we had Riley on. We didn't have both of them on. We were yeah. Riley on. Let me tell you, great guy. Uh, they their legal market starts at 19 just like alcohol and quebec might be one of the providence he said might be like 18 uh, for the legally very interesting yeah yeah so yeah shout out to riley he's a cool dude and their shows their shows pretty cool with all their cooking and stuff they just wrapped up season one so check check that yeah, out it was really well. you know yeah i think if they reached out to you you should do it because i mean like we did michigan versus illinois it was very it, you know i learned some things about canada especially nova scotia which is yeah. really way up yep. there so really yeah. out there so it was we, it was neat we got them on the calendar um they actually yeah, just yes. messaged me on instagram just a little That's bit cool. ago um right and uh yeah we're very excited for for that yeah we weren't really sure who they were um we heard from them and then we saw them on your podcast and we're like okay and so i hadn't got all the way through yet um but yeah they're still in the kind of like production so it seems like they're done with their first season uh i'll Mm -hmm. let them get more into it but i'll let them get more into it i'll let them they they reached out to us and then we were finally able to set something up with them it took a little bit because just the days and everything else just got tied up but Check. Yeah, definitely yeah. check them out. They're bummed we weren't able to interview the other guy with him, but we hope we're hoping to collab with them here soon, um, and possibly talk uh, muddy buddies or some other topics with them. Ooh, muddy buddies! 
Justine. Muddy Buddies are like my most favorite thing in the world. Oh, man. At Canada Dave's 30th birthday party, we had hella muddy, <laughs> edible muddy buddies just everywhere. Muddy Buddies. That sounds like a uh, like one of Justine's. Like, oh, dude, I think at some points I was just laughing just eating them because I was just... <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. I think I got nowhere to be. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm toasted. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gone far enough to make them into edibles yet, um, but it's definitely dangerous. on my radar. Yeah, I highly recommended. I can kill somebody. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say because I was I you get stoned. Actually, ate a bunch yeah. last night. Let me tell you, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sound. <laughs> we we found that like when we make edibles we have to make like some infused and some not because we just like you know you, you eat them and if they're fucking good you just want to like keep eating them but like that's so true you know <laughs> yeah you we can get yourself just, we just have a terrible sweet tooth and no self-control is really what it comes down to yeah yeah so when did adult use come around with Michigan again. It was right before January one. Is that correct? Yeah, it was like, like I used to, th- for some reason I thought it was after, October. but it was, it was December. December 6th. Right, Dave. Yeah. December 6th. December 6th. Like early December. Yeah. yeah. And you like, were you guys, have you had like a sellout in that market? Like, have, like, have you been, I like, think sold, it, you were talking about, they've had a dip in the uh, medical market a little bit because they changed laws to allow them, but it was like after th- the medical product would have to sit there on shelves for 30 days yep. before yep. it was allowed to get sold over to. Okay. Uh, That's at least so it like kind of exactly. So it basically gives, Hey, if the medical patient really needs it and they need to go there, they technically would have that window in some weird way. But honestly, it's also really weird because once you are medical, you can't buy from the recreational side either which we learned going to a dispo. You what? have to go in there. You'd have to go in there and be like, oh, I'm actually an adult use now. I'm not a medical. Uh, yeah. Which is I see. not fair. It's just weird. It was just weird. I don't I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the norm was. I've never it. faced that before. You so should be able to buy it. it as a medical patient. Because when I went to Cali, I bought shit as a wreck, but I, you know, because I wasn't Cali medical, but yeah. I could imagine you could just go into a rec store. I don't know. It was. So in Illinois, uh, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. When it first started, like for for a while there was like a few stores and i think even the store you worked at justine that like sometimes there was a case like that where a medical patient would try to order something and then they'd be like oh that's wreck but they they did away with that now which is cool to like for illinois so in other words medical patients if it's like on the menu it's it's yours but it doesn't go oh, really? the other way around in the well, sense it, that adult use it comes down to like the the tax rate. So we would allow medical patients to purchase recreational product, but they had to pay recreational tax on it. Well, well I guess that kind of makes sense. Change. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change, mind. Though. I wouldn't mind if they were like, Hey, but on that product, we got to charge you extra 8%, you know, but I want that product. You know, I wouldn't mind that because I'm the one saying I want that. Like I'm not right. You yeah. Know? But in Illinois, adult use is not anywhere close to 8%. <laughs> most times. Yeah, so, that's like uh, the state tax on it. Oh, it's like real low, you're saying? Is no, it's no, fucking it's real like high. <laughs> well, I was saying extra 8%. I'm sorry, because I, I, I don't really know. I can't really. I'm blanking right now. I think rec is 18% in here. And then, uh, and then, God, what do I get charged for rec? Is it, is it six? 
six or eight. I can't remember right now. Canada Dave will have to correct me. But um, but um, yeah. What what is it? I know rec here is eighteen percent. Yeah, and that's it. But then, but I, but what is medical? That's what I, I blanked on. I just blanked. Six. six? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's six. So that's why I was saying gotcha. the difference is, you know, to me it's. It's freaking like you know three you know two two times you know three right. you know so it's yeah and a big our, difference. Our medical is one percent, and then recreational is usually close to thirty percent or above. Thirty percent wow. or above. I didn't realize that it was that big of a difference. Yeah. I didn't realize that medical had thirty. Yeah, yeah, it depends. It. I mean, I'm sorry, medical had one percent. Weird laws about like THC percentage. If it's over a certain percentage, then the tax rate goes up to this. Or if it's a extracted product, if it's a liquid product, you know, like there's all kinds of weird rules that puts each category into its own little like tax bracket. Yeah, but the cool thing is uh, that thing we were talking about earlier did change in the sense that as a medical patient now, I can buy anything off the menu and it's always going to be at my medical tax rate. There was a, a while where there was like a, a weird situation where like, yeah, you if you wanted a product, you'd have to like, I guess in some circumstances, people had to buy at the adult use price, um, but they've changed it to where, you know, every product you get if you pick it at an Illinois dispensary and you're a medical patient, you get it at that rate, which is nice. But the thing is, the prices are still just too high, you know. So, right. um, so like we talked about last time. So I mean, let me ask you that. I meant to ask earlier that brownie scout. Do you mind if I ask you how much it costs? Because I've been hearing some crazy prices for that El President. It cost. Scout. It was free. Uh, Justine <laughs> got it. <as> a gift. <laughs> no, I wish we tried to get them for free, but. Um, I think before my employee discount, like the medical patient. Yeah, I'd like to know, like if I went there and bought it, like if I was going to drive over there right now and buy it. Oh, it good was, question. Uh, I believe it was $60 for the eighth. But when we got them, we only got, I think, like seven of them. And there were four of us that were bud tenders that were medical patients. And we kind of claimed first rights to them and raffled off the other two. Wow. See that something Damn, that's so total. That's it. That's all they can get. <laughs> that's like nothing. Well, that's what's crazy because they they're doing that. They're, they're doing that to almost probably every dispo they could to make it so that VIP strain, like they really did good because that El Presidente and Brownie Scout. I mean, here I am. I talked about it to you. What? Okay. Well, then at that point, they charge yeah, more for it. Sixty bucks. I mean, that's not too bad then. But that's just like really isn't for 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 like I would pay that for that. But because it's before. above 30%, because it's above 30% THC, oh, it bumps right. up into it's, a different like tax bracket. Right. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it, I think it's basically charged at that rate. And um, I think it would probably it, be like 80 or 90 bucks out the door. See, we don't have that here, so I totally forget. Yeah, that's true. We have no variable tax rate. You know, ours is pretty static to like if you're just a medical or if you're adult use, that's it. The nice thing, you know. if it's below 30%, which most flour is, it's a reasonable tax rate. I mean, I think it's like 20% or something like that. And you, you were saying it was mm -hmm. like 18 there, you know, so. Is the sliding scale yeah. only for rec? Yes. Yep. Uh, and uh, infused products are all 30%, uh, I think. Or wait, maybe even higher than that now that I'm thinking about it. Infused products. Yeah, I think it's higher than that. Yeah, infused products for some reason are super like super expensive and like it's crazy because they're only a hundred milligrams. Like, and I know that that's pretty standard across 
states now, but like, I, and I guess for adult use, that's fine. But I fucking wish on the medical side, we had access to things above that. I mean, the, the closest thing we have access to is RSO and CO2 oil. And uh, that shit's still expensive. They, some companies, they used to <laughs> offer like $50 a gram for some RSO. And now it's $35. They don't even sell a, ha- a full gram anymore. It's $35 for a half gram. See, that bothers me so much. That bothers me so much because RSO is the stuff that is like really good too. Right. Like, that is the stuff that's the, that, well, like, that's the stuff that I'm actually like trying to use. buy some. I'm trying to get some, you know, personal family members, you know, on to, to allow cannabis for some other, my older, you know, family members that aren't about it. And RSO is something that I'm going to buy and just bring up there. I've kind of decided and just see, you know, give it to one of the older ones that, like, you know, one of my family members is a little open minded and hope that one day it gets to that person. Uh, but, um, and it blows my mind because they're going to upcharge the stuff like that. Rick Simpson oil, like that's that, those, like those documents, I'm pretty sure are online, how to make it are, are online. Yeah. Like it's yep. not, and that's the stuff that's like really, you know, really good for those in like ext- extreme pain, extreme, very sick people. Cancer. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, like I, that's why I didn't mind the Illinois thing because it kind of makes sense to upcharge the rec users and give the good deals to the medical patients. I was like, all right, I get it. It's a little extreme, but that makes sense. But when you're telling me that they're still upcharging RSO, it's like, really? Like you can get a grandma RSO here for $35, $40. Yeah. They, they charge yep. 60 bucks for like seven grams, of, uh, seven grams of shake. And you can get an ounce of shake in Colorado for 50 bucks. And yeah. the recreational you can, side. Wait, you can get ounce of shake here for like 80, 90 bucks. Yep. Yeah. See, that's reasonable. That's reasonable for people that are trying to make like, let's say RSO or some edibles. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're about to hit the top of the hour. I just wanted to make sure. Do you guys have to head out? Are you? No, no, no. I see. No, we're, we're okay. I saw you. We usually, we usually hit about an hour of the podcast. Correct. So you got about another 10, 11 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll go, you, you know, however long you guys uh, are comfortable with it. It doesn't matter. We're just chilling for today. And Yeah, we're good know. for a little bit because I'd like to eventually get into those pictures that you sent us, too. Yeah. I got to so, get into that because, like, when you sent me that paper clip, I was just like, or whatever the hell that was in that dab. I was like, for real? Yeah, and actually that Ow. reminds me that there's a picture I haven't posted that is my experience. Oh. Those, so those pictures oh. I posted were not my were not my experience. Those were um, – so, folks, follow the Chillinoy podcast on Instagram. This is where you can see what we're talking about. A uh, couple – there's there's a few posts um, of some scary stuff you see in Illinois. So, um, one of, uh, you know, some they're, but they're usually spotted on our Reddit or discord. Um, there's this one of some Verano, uh, product with, uh, hair in it. Um, pretty, a lot of hair in it. It's like somebody was like brushing their cat and, you know, I'm just joking, but <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hair in it. Packaging room and yeah. Packaging yeah. You got to wonder, I mean, animals or something, but, um, like that, uh, groovy that, was just, why are you itching? Why are you itching your head that much? <laughs> You're right. Right. Why do you not have a hairnet on? Um, so groovy, you were talking about the metal shaving that was found mm-hmm. in the, uh, Jenny Kush butter by, uh, I believe the cultivator's name is arise. Um, Justine, am I saying that right? Arise. There's an Aries. It's, I think it's either, honestly. Okay. Yeah. They, so they added, I, like I said, in the, the description on that one, they add a little bit of zing to their concentrate. Um, or you have know, these companies whatever. mentioned anything? 
Uh, no, I've not seen a statement on it. The, the craziest one that we've seen, I think that you guys would agree, um, is the fucking... The, there's the this bug? big ass bug. Like the two inch bug in the container that's as big as the container. Yeah, somebody actually identified what kind of bug it is. I don't know. What if it was, was it? Because I, at first I thought it was a mite. Then I was like, well, it's too big for a mite. Then I was like, maybe it's a tick. And I was like, ugh, but it wasn't. It didn't look like a tick because I've seen no, plenty of ticks being out here in Michigan hiking. It's, it's some. I don't even remember it. Somebody did identify it though on our Discord. I mean, if you oh. look at it, I might actually send it. I've got a good. Uh, friend that's he's a biologist and he knows a lot about bugs i think i'm gonna send this to him and see what bug it is um but yeah check it out on the chillinois podcast on instagram we've got a couple pictures with bugs in the product in illinois um there's another one which uh i believe was it was uh verano again they had like a little uh might of some sort i don't even know really it just looks like a little like beat okay, what was the other one they had Murano? um it's like a like a there's like a little beetle i just uh dm'd it to you uh canna dave it's uh you might be able to identify the bug because i mean it's like inside the leaf it's kind of weird but yeah i mean the the uh their, what people are saying bug? about that not their second bug, but is that uh their second time having uh no no that was a different person as far as i as far as i know yeah yeah um this so that one with the big bug actually never hit a consumer Uh, apparently the bud tender caught it before it uh was sold so um that's that's cool right well that's good it's just crazy that it even got that far yeah no it's really good on bud tender justine i mean did you used to look at all the product like all the product not like, really you... honestly and yeah. we did find um it was from verano um it was a jar that had a big like shard of glass what? in the butt yeah Jeez. and that bug that bug doesn't <laughs> like... look like a mite or anything that's pretty big so i'm, I'm where are they drying their stuff in outdoors <laughs> well it, it's oh what are you not looking at it before <laughs> like no one no one there's no quality control check <laughs> Like, really, haven't we been doing quality control for the years? Yeah, you know, I can't. So I was having trouble in remembering what the person said. A little bit is coming back to me. They basically identified the bug, and they also just basically explained the fact that, you know, in order for it to to be the way that it is, it, like, was alive when they put it in that jar. It grew for, like, a while and was, like, living you know, and, and, it, and it died in there with the plant while it was drying. So the know? wax kept it alive? I I have no idea. I'm not, yeah, I have no idea Whoa. what it, like if it was feasting on anything, you know. That bug's in talking, entire life was off cannabis. I'm like, I'm a little envious of the bug, to be honest. Bug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the giant bug. Somebody oh was God. saying on the, uh, you know, and I don't know if they knew real, what they really knew about bugs or anything, you know, but they were just saying that it wasn't that big when it got in the jar, which to me, they were explaining that it, it grew that big while it was in that jar. You know what I mean? So, so um, cannabis, cannabis, crazy cannabis. shit, people. Yeah, that was a, that was a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's real that's gross. <laughs> it's got the uh, omega three and omega six in it, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's CBN um, and CBG. And... <laughs> yeah. All well, the CB family. 
so people, when you look at your product, check it out. I, the thing I was going to say that I uh, <laughs> found in my product that I, I don't believe that I've really posted. I posted it on our Discord once, but you know how that – I don't know if you guys are members of any Discords, but that disappears quick because uh, people are chatting, you know, so it mm-hmm. disappears with time in, in a sense. So, um, But I bought a half ounce of a uh, company called Cresco. Uh, their flower and there was like a shard of metal in my um in the flower flower. yeah yeah and the only so i took pictures it It was small it was honestly small and i don't even know like i was that kind of makes it worse in my mind because you could have actually consumed it correct i i actually so i looked i don't know why but i've always just liked to look at my flower under a flashlight i like to see the trichomes twinkle in the light you know and uh, I just happened to see something else twinkle this time. Uh, and it makes me thankful that I did that. Um, and so I just took a video of it. And this is so for people in Illinois that are listening, if you ever wonder and you find like a crazy issue with your product immediately, you know, take a take a picture, take a video and just kind of explain, show your label, explain that, um, you know, what the problem is and email it to the cultivator and to the dispensary. I always say both because it's just like, you know, you might as well do both. Um, and uh, I did that, and my problem was resolved. I got a, a free half ounce, you know. Um, Damn. But it's just scary, you know. And I guess the only thing we guessed it was was that the fact that maybe they use a machine trimmer instead of hand trimming their nugs. And like, uh, maybe, maybe the blades are. Yeah, that's not unreasonable, but. But th- I mean, that sucks that you're even dealing with that because that's risky, man. I, I don't, I can't honestly, I've had any personal experiences like this. So I think I've got real lucky. You know, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've run into so, much like that either. So, I mean, so or I guys- spoke to yes, you. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Are there consumption lounges in Michigan? Unfortunately, no, no. no. I I can't, especially right now. But no, there isn't even law. That's not even allowed right now. Um, I yeah. know about. Uh, isn't it Colorado? I've heard of dab bars out in Colorado. I I I'm not sure. I've never. I think you're right on that. I'm not sure. Oh wait, yeah. You know what? I think, I think they are a thing. And even in hotels, uh, hotels will offer you like a dab rig. You can rent a dab rig or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, it's called Speakeasy Vape Lounge and Cannabis Club Dab Bar, <laughs> Bayou Street. Uh, I think this is Canada. I mean, I you know what's cool though? Illinois has. Oh, they have the Dab Lounge Studio A4. It's upstairs Dab Bar, downstairs Juice Bar. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Illinois, that right? Illinois actually. You get healthy and high. I like it. <laughs> Illinois has got um, consumption lounges written into the law. So if you have a hookah lounge or a, a smoke lounge, because you could just have a cannabis one. But I, what I guess I'm saying is if you currently have a license to have like a hookah lounge or you've got a hookah lounge open, apparently you can go through the process of opening it up for cannabis consumption. My hope is that. Hell Someone yes. opens it up only for cannabis consumption. You know, I don't nothing against hookah hookah people, but you know, I want to just I want to be in a cannabis club. And uh the other people that can open up a consumption lounge are dispensaries. So that that's pretty cool. Um none of those things have opened yet. And obviously with COVID, we actually just had um we just did an interview with somebody uh, from New Era, which is a 
dispensary owner and cultivator in the state of Illinois. And we were just talking about the fact that, like you were saying, uh, I think Groovy, you said like, you know, it's kind of weird to think about consumption lounges now with COVID, but maybe the culture will just change to where it isn't puff, puff, pass. It's well, it's just, it's just things are sensitive right now. You know, I, I don't, I, you know, personally, I wouldn't have an issue going to a dad bar as long as everything was sanitary, but you know, everyone's at different levels. So right now opening up a business that's based on people coming in, I think is risky. That's all I mean. I mean, I think it could still work, but right now with everything going on, I don't you know. I don't know if governors would allow them to stay open. I don't know if they're open in Colorado, you know, let me see. Yeah. Um. Actually, says it's closed. This other, I don't know if they're open. Um. Doesn't look like two of them are closed. I can see it in the future being good for sure. The one says one says it's open, but just I, you know, I don't know unless I'm there. This is just Google. Think about that, guys. So, do you think there's going to be a big change in culture, like um, going forward, like High Times, you know, or uh, the the High Times Cup or whatever. It's I think called. it's going to be limited. I think there's going to be I, right now. I think COVID's kind of bringing back the. Uh, I don't want to say the the age of uh, uh, VIP and underground, but kind of because I was talking about this with my friends. With uh, like, I actually just had an event on Friday where I played at a place downtown Detroit, and the only reason why I went on is because it was an all outdoor event. It was out on a t- alley deck of a. Uh, yeah. Actually, Canada Dave came down for a little bit and caught my set, so that yeah, was cool. Yeah, that's dope. But a place called Magic Stick, and so, but they could only sell seventy-five people tickets, so one seventy-five was is maxed out. So we even had a line for a little bit, and it's fascinating to me that you know even a couple local events are th- selling out nowadays, quote unquote, selling out. You know, right? But people are fiending for something to do. Get so you're, yeah. you're getting yeah, you're getting mixed people. You're getting people that might not even go see EDM, but, but they're like, oh, cool music. But hear me out on this, though, like at those events and even as they hopefully start to expand, hopefully, you know, we get out of this thing. I try to be positive. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At those events, do you think there's going to be this like hesitation to just, you know, as things go back to normal? Do you think there's going to be I'm making a joke kind of here, but do you think people are going to be more stingy with passing the joint? Like, nah, I ain't passing the I ain't passing because I used to go to like I went to a few concerts in my day. I sound like I'm older than I am. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, like literally, people were passing. Like I was passing joints to people that I didn't even know, and accepting joints from people that I didn't even know. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's no, like, no, you no, know, whatever. Each thrown. Do you I mean, think honestly, that's gonna I think it's always been a risk you do. I mean, it's right. like, I mean, sharing sharing any drug with someone is risky. If you're taking a, t- t- a taste of their beer, if you're t- if you're doing a line with him if you're smoking a joint whatever you're doing like you know when you're sharing you know sharing your those fluids yeah, don't exchange. share needles people i'm just that's yeah exactly. don't need exa- you know the, especially needles i wasn't <laughs> yeah, gonna go there, but exactly well, you don't you don't these no, are good points morbid. though but you're but i'm just being realistic though because you're you're really you're sharing fluids whenever you're doing any of these right. things you know so you know that's why a lot of people will smoke joints with people they trust people they know yeah. people they know that aren't going out and doing crazy wild things you know what i mean or whatever yeah. you know whoever they feel comfortable with so i think at the end of the day it's always going to be a comfort true enough hey at the it's gonna you know, be a comfort. it's not like at that concert if i saw that you know if the guy next to me had a cold sore and try was just trying to pass it to me it's it's right. not like i wouldn't have hesitated to deny him and that that won't change going forward like yeah. you say it's a risk <laughs> you take and if you have con i'm sorry i'm making another stupid joke but um <laughs> You're good. I love this. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I I just uh, wonder if that's gonna change. You know, because like 
we we justine and i obviously live together so we pass joints back and forth um but it's been a thing where like if i've gone for like a social distance meetup with one of my friends like i don't roll the joint for them like i don't well pass the i can the, i know? know for if the events i've experienced there are people that are not comfortable with joints there's people that you smoke some people will just smoke sure. them i think there's a mix right now yeah. because the events i've gone to and experienced there was i i you know i can i'm not going to say their names or anything but there was a person that brought his own weed so he was smoking his own blunts all weekend you know right. taste their own. Yeah, you know man. i mean i'm not going to sit there and tell them not to some people had their mask on every second some people had them off when they were outside some people just had them I, you know they you know it was things are different because the events i've been to they're not everyone's not as close and then if yeah. you are dancing close it's still within a couple feet you know you're just jamming together there's not as right. much you know, like i said everything's limited and i think cannabis events will be limited again which might create a, a you know a vip access and then you know as people get out people will get in it's gonna be kind of like a I don't think it's going to go away. I think the world, you know, especially being here and cannabis trying to be on the come up as it is already, you know, I don't think they're going to stop. I think they're just going to have to figure out a way around it. Will I do? Will they be giving out free dabs? Probably not anymore. Bums me the hell out. (laughs) Right. Those are always the best. (laughs) (laughs) Free dabs. Yeah. Bomb. Free dabs are the best. So did it feel good to get out to another event though? Just as a performer, yeah, I know yeah, I've gone probably... a couple times now, and I've been really fortunate to have been linked up with some of my local record label, Homie Squad Records. Just give them a shout out, um, Hell with yeah. the K Squad Records. Um, they put out the last few of my releases, but uh, yeah, we did. Um, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Electric Forest. Like we didn't, yeah, this, and I so like we didn't. Obviously, we didn't play Electric Forest this year, but what they did was called like a Sherwood Forest Appreciation. So they actually didn't have like all the setups, and it was so crazy. But we they did like a small camping place, camping thing with some like little tiny small stages with like limited like sound. Cool. You know, it was limited. I think we we had to close down at 11 each day. So it was yeah. different. Like, it was not electric forest, but it was fun to go, you know, on the Sherwood thing and throw a thing. It was all social distance and mass required. You know, everyone did. I guess they did temperature checks. I didn't see that, but I camped somewhere else with artist stuff. So, but like yeah. I said, things are just different. They're trying to keep it going. But, yeah, I mean, and it's all going to be comfortable. I, was, I mean, I, I can't wait. I was, uh, I had gone to an orthodontist appointment the other day finally you know i can go back to my ortho and get aligners and so um justine's waiting out in the car and i go up to the door and i'm high as fuck because that's how i go to any appointment and they i've never had that done before where they um put that temperature gun like they she just like i come in she just like grabs something from her hip puts it right between my eyes i just put my hands up and I was like, oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm getting my temperature taken, you know? Oh, yeah, like the head ones. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to an event yesterday where they did that. A lot of the events I've been to have done that. I think I might have done that. Yeah, most of the events since COVID, I think I've been doing that. So it's, it's actually getting a little weird. Actually, I went to a store once that you made me do it. That was very Yeah, they're doing it at dispensaries, too. Yeah. yeah. And like I say, every time it happens, that it happens. Sense. I'm just, you know, I'm slow to react and it happens so quick. All of a sudden, somebody's pointing something between my eyes. I'm always, I always have my hands up. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. easy with that thing. Hey, easy. Hey, <laughs> Take it easy. And they're like, oh, you're good. Okay. Listen to your Tony Montana. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming on to the Chillinois podcast again. It was a good time and and happy Sunday, by the way. I don't know if I ever said that, you know, um, I always try to wish people a happy Sunday. 
been so, an exhausting weekend. You guys as well. We all we have a, we had a blast. We always have a blast coming on and talking to you guys. We need to get you on my Candycast now as well yeah, too. For sure. Hell yeah, for sure, guys. Just yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it, and we'd get be happy guys to come on. Talk more on the cannabis market of Illinois to our uh, Michigan market community, so they can better understand what the difference is and things like that. Because we talked about on the wake and bake uh, a little bit. I think you guys are tuning in about the bugs and things like that. But we talked about pricing and different things like that. So it'd be cool to get your guys' uh, take on that. So, but yeah, that was just a little rant. So again, thank you guys for having us on. It's always a pleasure to come on. So anytime you guys want to continue chatting, please, more welcome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, I love it. Thanks for, I love just talking about cannabis. It's always so fascinating to me how everything's mm-hmm. evolving right now. Yeah, no, and I, I think that a conversation, like we should just do another thing like this again in the sense that we just get on and just have, I like, I think people will find things like this interesting. People like the long form conversation and they like hearing uh, cannabis talk as well and they like learning about like they like getting those perspective checks about how it works in other markets because it's crazy here you know you're getting bugs and metal <laughs> shavings in your product and that's not how it's supposed no. to be oh yeah i mean you shouldn't be licking joints i don't know why people are licking joints in <laughs> i don't know you know i don't know why there's molds and bacterias and buds out in uh what was that nevada you know i don't know it's a bummer that things are still getting passed i mean it's still like the system is still not perfect unfortunately so that's what we're seeing but it's evolving hopefully so and then unfortunately those companies especially the one you just kept saying like i don't know how many times uh yeah verano you just kept saying (laughs) i wouldn't buy that stuff because if they just just keep having problems like i mean i don't know that's my own personal opinion (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah um definitely uh verano is definitely taking it they were they used to be a great brand here in illinois um they had hand trim colas it's very interesting their label um it still says hand trim colas but they've admitted that it is machine trimmed <laughs> at this point um that's great that's great yeah they want you to pay for that so. top quality well see you know it- that's already, you know, it's not really a good thing if you're already going to reveal you're lying once. But we're not lying about this, we swear. Those companies mm-hmm. won't last long term, mm-hmm. like the Mad Men and all these other companies, like the Green. It's just a bad, it's bad PR. Yeah, well, they obviously don't care about the exactly. Product. No, they're just trying Money to make, they're trying to maximize profits as quick as possible. That's it. And I understand that, you know, like, you know, money and money follows, you know, really, if you have a good product and you're like busting butt and you keep working hard and you're making, you know, eventually your money will come, you know, I mean, you know, hopefully, right. At least in some form. Right. You know? So, yeah. well, like I say, would love to have you guys back on in the future to talk about um any developments you know in the michigan market and we'll of course share anything crazy in the illinois market but i just also like the fact that you guys um just like you know us we kind of try to keep uh our eyes on other markets and it's just so interesting to hear some of these things you know and i think it's good perspective checks for for anybody and uh yeah we'd be glad to come on to the my canacast i think that awareness um you know is a thing that you know I, it it would help to let people know like what to avoid, especially if they're coming down to Illinois. Um, you know, <laughs> we can try. And uh, you know, we there's there's other things though that we can try to make clear because it's it you know the markets all work so 
you know, so there's a lot of subtle differences and there's a lot of things that are kind of universal. Um, but there are things that can throw people for a loop, right? You know, especially like the fucking high prices here. Like if, I'm sure if you guys came down here to Chicago, Groovy, you said you were from Chicago, I think in the last uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I lived there for a while when I was finishing out school, college. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you would have came down here, though, let's say you were like, let's say you were finishing up college now or whatever, and you would have gone into a dispensary, I think you would have fainted if you saw these the prices without prices talking always... to us first. You know? I yeah, I probably would have too. I honestly, when I was talking to you, I almost <laughs> <pissed up. laughs> so yeah. I, I was nuts. Like, I mean, I I mean, street value was always that city always up priced. Like when I was in Chicago, but I can't believe it was even in Southern Illinois, Northern Illinois, the same type of deals. I mean, honestly, the only thing that I would probably drive out to, uh, you know, out there and spend the big money for is that brownie scout or El Presidente. But you yeah. know, if you ever see that at your bud, you know, you go ahead and let me know, Justine. I'll drive down to Chicago, wherever I need to drive. Like we'll make a we'll make a my yes. ass road trip because like I've been I've been really wanting to try and review some of those high strains like and like it's just a personal thing like I, I just really really want to. so if you ever hear you ever hear you let me know we'll we'll try to figure out where we can we'll drive it's <laughs> a gas mileage I'll, I'll keep it I think that 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 particular brownie scout is long gone and I don't know yeah. that GTI is going to grow it anytime soon since they won an award like what what else do they need. Um, but I definitely keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Or L that I heard of El Presidente. I don't know how popular, I don't know if you've heard of that strain either, but these are just things. Or anything testing over 37%. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, parting question to speaking of, uh, road trips. I know we asked you this in the last podcast, but just again, for our patients that are listening right now, where are some good shops to go? Uh, that you guys that you guys go to in the state of Michigan and asking a little bit for ourselves asking a little bit for our audience again um, because Justine and I are thinking about going to Michigan soon so uh Dave you drop a few first because I'll I'll um okay recently I've been going to the reef in Detroit that's an eight mile they have a wide variety of products from topicals to flour to concentrates and edibles their flour supply is not always there they, but they have a decent supply of everything else uh five and dime has been okay exclusive in ann arbor i would definitely recommend and what's that one down river jeremy we go to oh, what's it like? well that's have- the that's what i was gonna say i was really gonna hit on whatever ones you didn't cover on i was gonna try to cover up but i would recommend green farm yeah. so they're down river there are like uh so they're not in detroit they're actually a little south so i don't know Happy where you're coming in yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, right there. Yeah. Um. So where are you guys going in Michigan? If you don't mind me asking, or well, just area wise. I, Justine, where were you thinking? You know, I Michigan. Mean, my my best friend lives in Coldwater, so probably around like Jackson area. There's choice yeah, out okay, there. Okay, so I think that's actually more. Okay, there's choice to provisioning. Have you been there? Choice. We went there. We went went there, there, but now now they have their own product. Remember, they couldn't have some of it out at the time, so now they probably have. Yeah, we didn't have that, so be pretty cool to try. They were cool out there if you're in that area. Yeah, that was cool. That's why I wanted to get to know the area. Avoid Detroit. I wouldn't say avoid. In my opinion, I would avoid Skyman. (laughs) They're affiliated. They're affiliated with the brand, the growers, Uh, and that's corporate cannabis. Yeah. 
they pushed a lot of the caregivers okay. and wanted to speed up the process. And it's a long conversation. Yeah, not a big but... fan. I've had been. It's been. It hasn't been good product yes. either. We've given them the shot and we've tried their flour and we've tried their pre rolls and like, like nah. you know, like green yeah. and then they'll buy another another name. And then Skymint. Skymint, they have a bunch of facilities, so I would avoid those. So is it still? Is it still? This is sorry. I have one more question for you guys. I get. I was talking to somebody who goes to Michigan, and he says he goes to a caregiver center. Are those still a thing? Are they? Is it kind of a gray market? What situation? I don't even. I don't understand what that is. He so he sent me, you know, kind of like a place that you go to, and he says that it's that's probably underground. The caregivers. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. So okay, well, yeah, sounds like that's what I figured it was. So. All right. Well, good to know. Yeah, you kind yeah. Of they probably have great because <laughs> it doesn't sound like they do anything. Yeah. Oh well, he says they do. Great product yeah. and prices. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right off top. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I wish. I wish. Cool. Well, uh, this was the Chillinois podcast with the Mycana cast. Uh, I hope you guys found this in- episode entertaining, and uh, you know. I hope you found the information within it valuable um, and we will catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Thank you. Peace.